0: Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing Social Selling 101 with Sadir Kumar. Sadir is the Marketing Director at Origin Growth, and also a big proponent of social selling and account-based marketing. Let's go. I can't believe it. I've been doing this for the last two and a half months. Uh, it's been fantastic. I have been talking to a lot of amazing individuals so the whole purpose why i started this uh, was to introduce amazing entrepreneurs and their ventures uh, to the larger audience you know because the because the, the times are tough and we all are struggling we all are struggling with our own issues and with the pandemic coming around uh, we are all looking for all every bit of con- uh, motivation we can look for so we have already met Uh, nine interesting folks over here. So I've changed uh, the format of the show a little bit. So uh, it's going to be four shows every month, right? So two is going to be entrepreneurs, SMB owners coming out with their exciting ventures. And number two, uh, other two will be subject matter experts. I am going to pick experts who can come in and share valuable insights with the larger crowd. So today, uh, it's one one of those sessions. I'm so excited about this. So I have Mr. Sudhir with me. Sudhir is the marketing director of Origin Growth. It's a boutique growth marketing agency based out of UK. Uh, It's not an average marketing agency. They challenge traditional approaches. We will hear all about it from Sudhir in a little bit of time. Sudhir, uh, he has more than 12 years of experience. He helps. He loves it. It's his passion. He helps businesses grow their sales. He loves making a difference to an organization's sales. Uh, He enjoys getting under the skin of their clients to understand their offering, develop creative, consistent branding and messaging and things like that. Uh, His team has worked across a wide variety of B2B and B2C clients from sectors, including technology, automotive, utilities, and finance. Uh, So he has done a lot of work. He's currently writing his book, uh, How to Be Human, selling in a digital world. So we are so lucky to hear from him today because he is one of the best folks who can talk about social selling, account-based marketing, and things like that. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Hey, Sudhir. You well? Good, 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 good. Yeah, 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 I can hear you. How are you doing?
1: Well, wow, really well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, appreciate that introduction. That was uh, pretty amazing and yeah, excited.
0: Right, right. So I'm, I'm super excited because we have been uh, connected for a while and we have been talking about doing something together and I'm so glad that you're here to talk about social selling because it's an area where uh, everybody wants to get into but nobody has no clue what it is and there are a lot of uh, misconceptions and myths and things around people do social selling programs in all different wrong ways and get it messed up. Uh, So shall we start?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: All right. So let's start with the basics, right? So what what I want to know from you is uh, what is social selling, right? And how does it help organizations?
1: Okay, so social selling in essence, and I think this is often overlooked, the key is to focus on the social bit rather than the selling. Um, Social selling is all about building relationships with your target audience, adding value, interacting with them, engaging with them, offering them expertise. It's about speaking to those individuals on their terms. And just to give some context, if we just take a step back and consider, you know, the world that we now live in, we live in a global digital economy. We, we've evolved. The way that we, we communicate, the way that we interact has completely changed thanks to the internet of things, you know. We are we're now connected. We all have mobile phones, Smart devices, watches, tablets, you name it, and you know traditional marketing methods and tactics, um, going back, uh, if you think of um, cold calling, emails, television ads, door-to-door sales, they don't resonate anymore because the buyer now has the upper hand. The buyer and the buying journey has completely changed. People right. now, and we, we do this because we we're, we're human beings and we're consumers as well. we're busy. We're online, we we have access to so much information, we're spoiled for choice. So if you take into consideration, um, we all are on certain channels, whether they'll be YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We're we're on channels, we're on websites, we are consuming pieces of information. We're always active and that's a massive opportunity. If you consider um, your target audience, getting in front of your target audience. And when I say getting in front of them, I don't mean let's just find the channel these guys are on and bombard them with ads because again that's not going to resonate. How's about you actually get in those channels, get in around the ecosystems of your consumers. Have conversations with them, understand them. What are their pain points? What are their challenges? What type of what type of content do they prefer? What tone of voice, what format? If you take an interest in your audience and you have that engagement, you can't beat that. That's human-to-human interaction. And that's going to be absolutely key moving forward, um, especially now during what's happened in the pandemic. So right. social selling is all about that, being social, engaging with the audience, offering them value, showing them that you have that human-to-human instinct about you, that you actually care, and building a relationship. Because that's, that's what businesses were built upon, building relationships. Sales guys, why do you have a sales team? Not just for the network, because they have those key relationships. So that's Absolutely. that. Essence in is what social selling is about, and that's why it's. I think it's coming to a fruition now. It is a bit of a buzzword, um, and people will use it and, and abuse it and try to find you know the quick fixes, which we'll talk about you know moving forward. But that's my my take on it.
0: Right, right, yeah. Because I think I think even uh, consumers, uh, B two C or B two B, they're also kind of uh, bombarded with uh, the, the ads, which, which are monotonous, uh, the messages, the, whatever, the even events, everything has gone virtual and things like that. So it's yeah. better, better to have relationship with your target audience and then take it from there. That's a very good point. Right. Understood. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you want to say something?
1: Well, I was just going to say, um, even the way that we used to network, you know, networking events used to go there. Again, you would build relationships. You would never go up to someone in, in a networking event or in in any in any place and just do your sales pitch. You right. you just wouldn't do that. You know, you take yeah. an interest in them, and what you're doing is you're taking that element, that human-to-human interaction, and you're replicating it online. That's right. what you're selling is all about.
0: Right, right, yeah, that's that's a fantastic point there. So uh, you know, uh, as the times are going crazy now, you know, every organization is struggling to come out of this lockdown and uh, you know uh, catch up on the, all the losses and getting operations in place so why do you think uh, do you think that social selling is super important during times like this
1: yeah i think what we've what we've seen and what i've personally seen is a huge shift in uh, the adoption of, of digital you know um if you had said to me you know a few months ago that i would be having you know, webinars uh, and speaking to my family and friends via Teams and, and Zoom, I would have thought you were, you were bonkers. Um, <laughs> but in our own personal lives, we've seen, you know, an adoption of digital from people that aren't digital native. We've Hello. seen acceleration in digital transformation. So now that a lot of people, a lot of us have become used to being more active online, and more people are online now, that presents businesses with a great opportunity right now not to sell, and I, and I said this in a vlog a few weeks ago, now isn't the time to sell, but now is the time to listen. So you can now engage with the audience and get that understanding, and you've got a time to truly understand them now. Do your market research now. Have that have that conversation with them so you can actually paint a better picture to actually serve them with, with solutions to to the pain points that that they have. So that's why I feel right now is a great opportunity for businesses, for brands, Um to, to reach out and engage with people because there are more people online now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I've been seeing that, you know, uh, if you look at uh, LinkedIn, for an example, the kind of engagement on polls, uh, even job applications have gone 2X, 3X. So that's the kind of dynamics which these networks are seeing. Yeah, so it's a perfect time to kick off or start thinking about your social selling programs, right? So uh, how can someone or maybe an organization uh, kick off their social selling program? What are the basics uh, they need to have in
1: place? Um, there's a number of steps and I've, I've sent the guide to you which you can share with everyone. Yes. I'll, I'll give you a top level overview but in in the first instance, it is about understanding You know, where are, are your audience? Where do they live online? You, know, you need to understand that. For me and yourself, you know, our audiences are predominantly on LinkedIn. You know, right. We're in the space. I want to speak to business owners and, and C-suite individuals. Um, but if you're in B2C and, and, and it's Instagram and it's Twitter, it just really is about figuring out where, where does your audience live? Once you've you you've figured that out, um, then it's about you know, who are the key decision makers, who are the key people that you want to get in front of, who are the people that you want to have those conversations with. And that comes down to your buy personas. owners. But rather than building fictional ones where, where you're guessing, use that as a basis, yes, but then go and conduct your market research. And there's a number of tools that... Are out there. LinkedIn's a great tool. Sales Navigator is just a level up, up above it. But you can really start to paint a picture of of these individuals. So whether it's let's just use an example and say we want to focus on on CTOs in the fintech area, um, and we only want to focus on businesses based in, in London, we can do that on LinkedIn. Right. You know, we can right. really zoom in, and we we can get the numbers to see you know how many people, how many organisations fit that criteria, fit that profile, and then it's about you know. Once we've we've figured out that landscape, um, how do we engage with these people? What are the pain points? What are the challenges? Map out a content plan. And content is key. You know, all your engagement, whether it's whether you're commenting, you're liking, you're sharing, or you're creating content, it's gonna be key because there is so much out there. As you know, there is so much noise. And yeah. to really cut, cut through that noise, you have to understand your audience. Because you want to write. If you're going to start to write generic content, you know the top ten tips and you know all of that sort of stuff. That, you know it's been done, and there's so many articles about that. But if you truly understand your audience, and you can talk about your experiences and get those you know those nuances across to the individual reader, that's be like, actually that that makes sense. That really resonates with me. That yeah. moment, that little eureka moment, is going to position you ahead of everyone else. And that that's what you're looking to do. So understand your audience, find out where they live, look at the type of um, content they are consuming, look at the groups that they are part of, join those groups, follow those people. Um, if you can, generally contribute to their conversations, contribute towards that. If you feel you can add value to these individuals, so if, if you know, uh, say, for instance, there's a lot of uh, talk around digital transformation, right. uh, if it applies to a specific CTO that, you see it's consuming types of information. You, know, you can look at people's news feeds. You can see what they're liking and the commenting on.
0: Right, right.
1: Send them a white paper. I've, I've just written this white paper. I really think chapter three would resonate with you. Great to get your feedback on that. You're reaching right. out with, with insight. You're talking around content, but you're focusing on them. There's nothing to do with sales pictures here. There's nothing to do with product demos. It's literally about how can I help you? I think this would be of use to you. Someone receiving that, it's like, wow, this person's taking the time to, to understand me and they're sending me a piece of information that they are saying that they've written and they want my feedback on it. That is a total different approach, a total shift in, in mindset and culture to reach out to an, an, an individual. Um, right. It's all about providing value. Once you start to engage with these people, you have the conversation, then it's about taking that conversation offline. Right. Yeah. So what you, In essence, what you are doing is you're warming up these leads because we are all used to MQLs and SQLs. You know, someone downloads something, it's an MQL. They go to the website, oh, it's an SQL. Give them a phone call. Right, and that, right. that annoys all of us. We, we all know it, but yet we still do it because it's easy, it's quick, and we're used to that methodology. Shifting to this mindset takes time. But, yeah, and, and it's longer, but what you're doing is you're nurturing that relationship. So that that in essence is my very, very basic top level steps of of social selling. As I said, we've we've got the guide which we can share, which will give the the guide more in-depth. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I know that. So, uh, yeah, just to uh, tell uh, the viewers that uh, Sudhir has got a fantastic guide on uh, social selling, uh, which is very in-depth, a lot of insight. So any of you want that, just message me on LinkedIn or DM me on LinkedIn if you're connected with me. Uh, I'll be more than happy to share that with you guys. Anyway, I'll be sharing it on my feed very soon after this uh, show. So uh, what I'm hearing is it's 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 about uh, it's about a lot of empathy, basically, right? You have to be you have to place yourself in your target audiences or maybe the but your personas' shoes and th- start thinking from their angle the kind of challenges they are facing at this point of yeah. time. Right? Yeah, and then it will be that will make it easier for you to have a genuine conversation with them uh let the sales happen later but the connection and the conversation can start this man so that's fantastic actually i I really love the way you put it all right so if if you have to point out a most critical ingredient or a step for the success of a social selling program what that will be
1: there'll be there's two i would really say that stand out for me one is to to be human um so as i said and keep emphasizing at the beginning the social aspect um yeah. you have to be human when you are writing responses it has to come come from you you know it has to resonate right there are ways that people cut corners using bots and automation tools but we right. again we know when we, we've we received a message and it's not genuine and we know when it's a template and, it, and it's been copied and pasted
0: right,
1: so, right. You're, you're losing credibility yes i understand it takes time but social selling is about turning up daily dedicating the time and truly understanding that that individual that you're speaking to and then the other other part of it i would i would really say people you need to have the right mindset this is not about wow this is a channel and let's take the automation tools that we use elsewhere configure it to this and just spam everybody and just send sales messages or just do lots of retargeting ads and totally you know move away from what i've just talked about in terms of having conversations right. engage with people and, and adding value you need to have the right mindset this is this is about understanding your audience having those conversations understanding them resonating with them and and adding value and that's one of the key things um if you remember Gary V released a book called jab jab uh, right hook yeah um, yep
0: I have it right behind me yeah I knew you had it I
1: knew you had it because you're fellow read a like me um with, with the analogy of the jab being, you know, add value and the right hooks being, you know, get the sales message across. Great yeah. analogy. But for me, I think it's all about jabs now. I really yeah. don't feel you need to do the right hook because if you are adding enough value within your network, you're being active, you're being present, genuine, the amount of, of value you're adding them, the how you're positioning yourself, you are building up your, your social capital, which is your, your reputation online. Yep. So when it does come to your network and they have that specific pain point or that problem, they automatically think of you because you have right. been, because you are known for that. Just like the way you introduced me in a, in a great way, um, you clearly said, ABM and marketing, that's that Sud's bad. That's what Sud's known for because that's, right. what, that's how I position myself. And right. this is what you also need to do when, when it comes to, to social selling. It's the same sort of thing. So I would say be human and have the right mindset.
0: Right, right. So uh, I'm a big uh, fan and follower of Brian Tremer. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know him. Yes. So he is the he is the founder of H2H uh, leadership skills and H2H methodology. So he talks about being human in each and everything. So uh, I can resonate that here to selling aspect. Also, I want to add a point here is recently uh, uh, I was trying, out, trying my hands out on social selling and I made a soft right hook to a person and that person responded to me saying that Vivek uh, I love the way you pitched subtly to me you know it didn't feel like a pitch so I was so happy to hear that uh it didn't progress but I was so happy that he I was trying to be as empathetic as possible and engaging with him in conversation. finally I made a subtle pitch and he didn't feel offended or taken yeah. back uh of, because of that approach that's fantastic actually uh,
1: I, I'm yeah. loving yeah. The back to um you being yourself. So I, I've, I've had it before. I had um, a person follow me on LinkedIn. Like you know, some people connect, some people follow. This, indi- this individual was following me for, I think around about six or seven months. Now you have that many followers, it's very hard to keep up. But they followed me and um, eventually they connected with me and then they they reached out to me and they were like, I, I want ABM, uh, love to talk to you. Now I reacted as I always would managing the individual's expectations. And I spoke to them and said, right, ABM is, is phenomenal. But re- before we talk about any sales work together, I need to understand you and your business. I need to understand what you're trying to achieve. You know, what do you currently have in place? What are your, your objectives? And that's exactly how I went back to him. And he came back to me and went, that's exactly the response I was hoping I would get. You didn't pitch to me. You didn't sell to me. You are that genuine person. Then we took the conversation offline and we, we had a meeting. And, and it just goes to show that you know you can be a little bit too eager and just jump in there straight away but right. i was i wasn't was being myself because the last thing i want to do is to to pitch something or or to get something in place which isn't the right fit for for that individual and that that's my culture and it's the culture that we have here um so again be yourself it's not always about you know getting those numbers and, and selling to anyone it's selling to the right individual where where you can actually help and make a difference
0: Right, right, absolutely. Because also, I think th- these are the times when marketers are very careful about routes. They are just, they are, they are just worried about whether it is yeah, a kind of a, a shocker to marketers and salespeople to whether to pitch or not. Earlier, it was shameless pitching all over the place. Yeah. But now they are now they are worried of offending the customers because everybody's going through a lot of trauma and things like that.
1: Yeah, cool. it's it, you know you need to be again. Be aware where the situation, which is why I, I said, with everything that's going on, the last thing that people want is sales pitches. Absolutely. That doesn't I mean Absolutely. you can't be compassionate with them and just have a conversation. Are you okay? Hope things are okay? How you set the remote? We're all going through the same problems, so you can still start a basis of a conversation and pick that up once things start to get you know back, back to normal.
0: Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes so much sense to me. So uh, my next. Is about platform So can social selling program run on any social media platform, or is that is it like specific ones like LinkedIn? Is it work across?
1: I yeah, I think it really does depend on your your industry and, and, and your audience, you know. Predominantly for me, you know, B2B space, LinkedIn is the place to be. But if you were in B2C, there's no reason why you can't do this on, on Instagram. Again, Instagram is it's a phenomenal channel, lots of content is being posted on there. Um, the same for Twitter, it could be a combination of, of channels. Um, so it really does depend on where your audience is. Um, but social selling can can apply across various channels, absolutely. Right, right, right. All right,
0: so um, again, it's kind of a, a follow-up question to one of my earlier questions, you know. So what are your three uh, three tips, you know, if, if I have to make a social selling program a uh, success? We'll be talking about some good pointers, but is there any three tips which I can always keep in the back of my mind so that when I am implementing it or I'm exp- I'm going to experiment on a pilot program of this, uh, I can keep in mind?
1: Um, first off, you just need to be patient. It, it, it's not a quick fix, um, and I've come across this a number of times, whether it's social selling or ABM. You know, when whenever I've tried to implement it or speak to people about it and say you know you need to be patient this is about nurturing um, it's not like an email campaign where you can knock it up quickly press the button on it and you know you've got some numbers and, and hot leads' you know, the clicks to play with um you need to be patient you know once you have your plan in place um, it's about showing up daily you need to invest the time so I've again I've spoke about this a number of times from my profile on the blogs that I do that you should be able to invest at least 15 minutes, half an hour a day, you know? And within that, very simply, especially on LinkedIn, you can, if you're following the right hashtags, you can see what's trending, you can, you can comment, you can add value to your audience. But you need to have the patience. You know, this is, is, is a long burn. But once you do start to see traction, then, you know, slowly that start to build and you'll, you'll enjoy it. And that's one of the key things about it because if you, if you, if you don't enjoy this process, and you treat it as, as, as a selling part I don't focus on the social, it just won't work for you. So one, I would say, be patient. Two, you need to personalise. So you know, don't do the generic sort of thing. Try to avoid templates. Um, be personalised, especially in your, in your outreach. You know, when you're leaving comments or you're responding or you're sending messages, leaving a, a comment on someone's post like, great share, is, is okay, but it doesn't really add any value. But right, if right. you know, it's a great article and you've taken some insight away from it, or it's an article that reminds you of an experience or something else you want to share, do that, spend the time. It might take you five, five minutes to write a paragraph and share a link, but that sets you apart from everybody else. And Absolutely. that's really about you know personalizing your content, personalizing your outreach. Um, that's the second thing. And the other two points that, again, that I've spoke, spoke upon was where we talk about adding value and, and being human all of those—I know you said three—but all of his four, four tips will, will really, you know, set you apart, right. Um, right. Because they're all they all take time, and right. we're, people want to want to save time, um, so they'll try to cut corners with automation tools and things like that. But right. those right. things will definitely stand you in good stead when it comes to this approach.
0: Right. So uh, you know uh, the main thing I what I hear here is the patience, patience is very, very uh, a key factor here because most of the times what happens is uh, when we want to quickly turn around some MQLs and things like that, we have some uh, hacks to do that and we run a campaign quickly. We are so used to that kind of turnaround. Uh, so to kicking off this, uh, I think that tip will help us. Patience, patience, long-term gain. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Right. So uh, my next question is about the 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 dynamics of this program like for example if if i have to run a social selling program yeah is there any any kind of tool or support system i need to look into before i kick it off
1: there's there's a number of tools out there there's more um coming to to fruition as, as as we speak uh, we ourselves we've got our own social selling tool which is origin blurbs um and you know, for me that's a great tool because we've we've developed it based on our experiences of we we thought there was, you know, there needs to be something that ticks all the boxes. But in general, what I've done is I've I've looked at this and I've broken it down into, into four categories for for you guys. So if you think about uh the prospecting angle, so you know, profiling, look at the companies, number one is going to be LinkedIn. Uh and if you have a sales navigator, um use it, utilize it. I still think there's a lot of education that needs to be done around LinkedIn. It still has this stigma attached to it that it's just for job seekers, um, and it's totally not Microsoft did not buy that platform for it to be job seekers. That platform um has evolved so much, and from what I've read in terms of how it's going to integrate with Office 365 and using AI and the rest of it, it it's it's gonna get even better. So LinkedIn is the first one, and then I would also say when it comes to firmographics and technographics there's Aula, there's data and nice. so those will help you in terms of building building the picture of of your target audience to build that you know that high profile wish list of, of people that you want to target that you want to get in front of um, their ecosystem like content so content's always going to be king so you've got your own um marketing and sales team which will have you know a lot of the nuggets have a lot of the experience because those guys are out there you know they're in the field they're having the conversations. But we we need to back that up as well. So you you can use tools such as Buzzsumo, there's Reddit and there's Ubersuggest, great tools when it comes to content research. And then you've got content curation because it has to be pleasing on on the eye as well. So for me, I'm very fortunate. I've got a design team here who knocks things up really, really quickly for me. Um, But if you don't have that, then tools such as Canva and Easily, again, are great when it comes to branding and, and visual elements. And then you've got the content distribution. Now, this is where you want you want a tool that doesn't just distribute content, you know, automate content and, and just blast it out. Um, you want a tool that can, if you've got a sales team, so you've got you've got a team of six, each individual will possibly have a different vertical or a different geographical location across, right. across the sales team. Each network is different. Each person has a different tone of voice. Each person might be targeting different people. They're gonna need individual pieces of content.
0: Absolutely. This
1: is where you want to get yourself a social selling tool where you can create and create content um, on on the desktop at, at the hub and distribute that. So your sales team get their own bespoke content in the app where they can just share that with their network. So you do good distribution tool. Now, a lot of people do um, go for Hootsuite because it is known as this social, se- uh, so social selling tool. Um, but for me, it's it's a very basic uh, platform just to share content rather than being that specific and driving uh, that key content into the uh, individual salesperson's hands. So those will be sort of my, my top sort of tools that you guys can use at various different stages of your um, social selling journey and plan.
0: Right, right. That's a lot of good tools, actually. And you have covered the end to end journey of a program. So uh, I hope people are taking notes and, you know, they make use of it. Uh, all right. So uh, anyway, I have a follow up question on that uh, origin. Plot. I want to know more about it, but I'll, I'll keep it towards the end of the discussion. So my next question is about what you already discussed about the patience and empathy. Social selling will need a lot of heaps of empathy and patience. So. We as organizations, we are used to, uh, you know, sometimes we get desperate for leads and, you know, sales and things like that. So how do we manage, how do we sell this kind of program or how do we manage that expectation uh, within an organization?
1: Well, I think first off is, you know, you don't just hang your hat on social selling. You are going to continue doing the, the marketing activities that are part of your overarching plan. That, that That's a given. Um, but... As I said at the beginning, we, we live in a total different world now. You know, people are, are online. So, having that online presence is key. And this is almost where the employee advocacy element comes into play as well. Because if right. you, your whole organization, um, sharing content, I mean, meaningful content, not just, you know, business struggle when it comes to just resharing company posts. And people do it all the time. They just share it, but there's no comment. They're not really bothered. They're just like, I've done a job. And, internally it's a struggle for marketing because they have to send emails around they have to do reminders but if you get your your whole organization bought into this culture and this mindset of you know the benefit that they can do in terms of sharing relevant content with their network your brand is being positioned and your brand reach is going to be huge um and again depending on the channels as you know linkedin still has a bit of an organic reach um your brand presence is going to be key and it's coming from your, your employees. It's coming from, from your workforce. Um, and the earned me, media the earned media value on that is going to be huge. The amount that people spend on ads and PPC, this is free. This is just, you're just giving your, you're just giving your employees the right content to share with their networks. Um, and on, and on average, each person, you know, especially on LinkedIn will have, 500 plus people within their yeah. network. Yeah. So if you times that by 10, you're talking to those sort of numbers. That's a pretty good reach for a free yeah. piece of of marketing, in essence. So um, why wouldn't you do it?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's 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 a uh, for, for an organic reach, that kind of path is always good. It's a it's a it's, it's it's I will not say it's easy. It's tough to manage your employee advocacy program, but if you if you can crack it. Nothing like it, you know. So that's that's a good point there, right? So patience, or maybe looking at the positives, is much better to bring in the patience element to the program. All right. So another buzzword which everybody uses these days is account-based marketing, ABM, right? So I everybody talks about it, uh, but I've never heard uh, apart from very few people. One of you, one of them is you, because I watch your content regularly. So. so very few people talk real stuff about account-based marketing. It's, it's Sometimes it overlaps with social selling and things like that. So it, it's trotican. So is there a connection? Is there any connection between social selling and ABM?
1: Absolutely. Um, so as you know, I've been implementing ABM for some time and we've got our own approach here at, here at Origin. Um, ABM is fantastic, but... it's it's not easy. It's a total shift in mindset and culture. So if we just take into consideration what we are used to, traditional sales methodology, we're used to the funnel. Wide at the top, linear at the bottom. And it's all about getting leads at the top. And as you sell, said MQLs and SQLs. Now, what isn't highlighted enough is the fact that there's less than 1% conversion rate uh, when you take that approach because it's traditional yep. it's not it's not gated it's not targeted it's just focused on getting leads in at the top and marketing saying well i've done my bit i've passed you those leads and sales are on the other side saying these leads are rubbish so That's this right. is it's true and i've been there i've done it and this is where abm comes into place we flip the funnel and we go linear at the top and wide at the bottom because we don't go out to anyone not any every man is dog we are focusing on that set number key accounts so when i go in and i speak to sales and marketing team and businesses it's who is your ideal customer who do you want to get in front of and that's the same with social selling where are your target audience where do they live then once we've established that 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 list then it's who are the key people who want to get in front of the key decision makers again the same so the steps are the same but what i would say is that if you can adopt a social selling culture mindset program first because one the costs are 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 lower and you can get the buy-in from 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 your teams and you can start to get the sales and marketing alignment which is one of the biggest factors why so many abm campaigns fail um you're overcoming a number of hurdles and you're setting yourself up to when you are ready to do abm you're being in a much better place rather than going in cold now i've i've done um avm going in absolutely cold with businesses and it's not been easy it's hard especially when you you're trying to get the sales and marketing teams to work together you have sales guys that are really good at what they do but they are very set in their ways so even though they'll sit there and be like yeah this is brilliant this is the best thing i've, I've ever heard we'll, we'll kick off the campaign and it'll just be like right so so when are you going to give me the hot leads and it's like no it doesn't it doesn't work like that Social selling for right, me right, right. Is, is a really good approach just to setting yourself up to, for ABM because you would have a buy-in, you, you'll have the right mindset. Um, they'll be used to the interaction, the engagement, the conversations, um, and sales and marketing alignment. So those are a very powerful yeah. points. So there is absolute crossover, and if you can, and if you're thinking about doing ABM, I would say adopt social selling first. Give that a go. The cost are lower. You probably get sign up quicker trial it, do it, for, do it for a minimum of six, six to 12 months, take your findings away, and then embark on a true ABM um, program.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard it like that before. Uh, so thank you for uh, enlightening <laughs> me also because I have had a lot of conversations about ABM with a lot of players. The first thing, they will start pitching me the two, which is super expensive. My boss is never going to approve that. So that's, that's where mm-hmm. the conversation has to reach maximum. All right. Uh, so, my, uh, sir, so the, the other, uh, when I begin the show, I told that, you know, the, I started this uh, sh- talk show because I wanted to uh, introduce SMBs and entrepreneurs who are exciting enough for people to get inspiration from. So, uh, I have kept it uh, as a rule that I will not bring agencies on board because I have a lot of friends who run agencies, then it will be a nightmare. So, but, uh, since you are here and I want to know more about origin growth, uh, because it's it's a, I'm totally intrigued by the way you guys work. So my next question is all about origin growth. So I want to know what origin growth focuses on, right? And what kind of clients do you help? And what kind of areas or what kind of work you guys do for your clients?
1: So, you know, in essence, we are a, a boutique agency and, you know, we... We challenge the the traditional. Um, I'm very fortunate to, to work with the people that I work with. Um, our CEO, James, uh, has been, been been in digital since it started. Um, I think he probably did the first website for, for Cadbury's back in the day. So in terms of the, the digital expertise, just showed his age there, but you know, he's he's, he's the guru when it comes to digital. Um, and then my fellow director, Alid, in terms of creativity, again, he's been doing it for... For such a long period of time so the three of us collectively together supported by by the wider team it, it's a really collective mix where we we gel um together and, and we were looking at you know, how we work with, with clients and, and for us it's always um starting with the end goal what what is everyone looking to to achieve because none of us believe in cookie cutter models or taking something off the shelf and you know there isn't no there's no such thing as one size fits all yeah, yeah. Um, but really we you know we work with with clients across a range of industries and if you look on on, on the website you see some fantastic case studies but you know we've got fintech there's, there's SaaS, uh, we've worked in healthcare i've i've done a lot of work and still am over in the states silicon valley um with our client there um it, it's a it's a really collective mix it's from with smes always all the way uh, up to to the big blue chip sort of clients but for us what, what what's really key is you know speak to the clients they're like what problems are you facing now nine times out of ten it's always to do with growth whether that's growth for their business or they want to grow their their e-commerce um side of the business you know because we also work with silver cross um it's always to do with growth so then we work together collaboratively and one of the one of the trademarks that we have here is, is the whiteboard we always get people in the room and we map things out on a whiteboard and we create bespoke tailored marketing plans. Now wow. you can't, you can't fake that, you know, it's there, it's gone. We're doing it. You do it with the client together and you've got the input, you know, you've got digital expertise, you've got the creative expertise, you've got the marketing expertise plus, plus the wider team. And then you listen to the client and you're involving them in the process as well. So there isn't this, let me go away, give me a week. I'll come back, then I'll do a presentation so we, we are very much different from, from other agencies. And we've done that purposely because of the fluidity and, and the flexibility of, of, of how we work. Um, so that's why I feel, you know, sets us apart and why I love what I do. Because as you said, I'm very passionate about uh, its place and, and how we work and how we interact with, with our clients.
0: Right, right, right. Fantastic. Actually, I've never heard about an agency taking that approach. Because typically what you mentioned is what happens. The client goes you sends some documents, you read through it, you prepare a deck, present it, and that's the journey. That was fantastic, actually. So, uh, my final question will be about COVID-19, right? So, how has this pandemic affected Sudhir and Origin Growth? Is it all going well? How is London? How is
1: UK? Um, it's affected everyone. It, it's, been, um, it's been a challenge. Um, I think... A lot of ambiguity. This is something new. Um, everyone's in the, in the same boat, but you've got you've got to look at the positives of every situation. Um, and I think for for me and and for for Origin, it was about you know routine. You know, let us stick to our routine of, of how we work. Um, obviously, remote working with 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 the rest of the team, um, they they settled in really well, um, and then. What what we found is that, um, as I've said, we, we've looked at what's been happening in terms of the market. And rather than trying to sell, we were just simply having conversations with people in the first instance, sharing some empathy. Generally, are you OK? What's going on? Can we do anything to help? Um, and, you know, we had those conversations. There was a lot of acceleration when it came to digital uh, digital adoption, whether it was webinars or facilitate, facilitating Zoom uh, and webinar, uh, video conferencing facilities. Um, but there's been so many positives to to take out of COVID. I've seen uh, more people exercising, more people checking in on on their loved ones. Um, myself, I just had to keep myself busy. So I did, I did a lot of baking, as, as a lot of people did, <laughs> We had a bit of a sado thing going on here between James, myself, and, and Alex, which James is winning. I'm not happy about that. Um <laughs> trying trying to keep active, you know, working out as I can, whatever I can, um, and using the time to read, which is one of my passions. So I spent a lot of time um reading more.
0: Right.
1: Because in in, in the, the normal world, I would probably listen to audio bible when I'm driving to work. And read now and then on the weekend, whereas now I've possibly got more time to read rather than logging on Netflix and watching trash TV, <laughs> my um, thing. And then also concentrate on the book. So you know, I got to, I started that at the beginning of the year before COVID. It was one of my my goals for for the new year. Um, it was it's based upon all my experiences, and now with everything that's happened, it's it's brought that to, to petition and I, I, in my head is that i need to get this finished now so i've been focusing on that but for us as a business um just really looking at the pain points and challenges people are facing now which a, a lot of it is going to be do digital transformation how can you get products to, to market quicker uh, development cycles and convenience user experience now is going to be key um right. you know we we want that convenience people may not want to leave the house. People you know, will want to purchase their products. So then if you look at the whole 360 degree view of a customer journey, whether they're from, from their phone, from searching to, to entering a website, the UX journey, how they enter their, their details, how accurate is that when it comes to address verification? How are you going to take that payment? Um, what payment for provider do you use? How many payments can can you take? Because there's so many different currencies now. Um, and then, how that data gets transferred to the three p l provider is that product and package going to turn up untimed at your doorstep yeah. that's a whole three hundred and sixty degree view of of the world now, and we've spent a lot of time looking into that because we we've got clients in in various different spaces so for us, it was eye opening and and like I said, rather than being negative and you know Worried about it, we we just embraced it. You know, we we looked at the opportunities, we looked at where our strengths lie, and and we've we've excelled with that, and we're 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 just pushing on with it.
0: Yeah, that's nice actually. But the, uh, you got me when you said that we started talking to customers more. So that that itself was the the best thing to do, if you ask me. Really, because
1: we're all busy. Yeah. We're so busy all the time. So it was great just to take a time out and just to speak to people and check in on on them. I mean you work with these people daily you know work is a massive part of your life you have these clients for a long time and you build good relationships with them so it was always great just to check in on them um and make sure everything was okay moving forward so you know again to show some empathy and compassion yeah, absolutely
0: because- yeah uh, in, in in midst of all this negativity i think it, it has taught us the lesson that you need to uh check on people and it's a it's a standard uh Phrase to end every email, every WhatsApp, every SMS with "Stay safe." Yeah, we never used to say that, but now. Yeah, we stay
1: safe.
0: <laughs> so anyway, thank you, uh, so Thank you so much for your time. And uh, uh, so, my let me ask you one question: When is the book coming out? When can we expect it?
1: Hopefully this year. So um, I've, I've got a little bit more left to do. Um, the first draft is almost finished, and wow. then. Then once I've done that, I'll get it looked at by a very few few people here and um, if there's anything else. to add, But I'm going to try my best to get it out for this year. And the book, it, the focus of the book is simply to add value and give back. So I won't be making any money off the book once the, the publishing and printing costs have been taken. Anything additional, I'm just going to give to charity. So you win-win. If you buy the book, hopefully you get some insight and you contribute towards charity.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, very nice. Uh, I, I'll be obviously buying it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Charity or no charity, I'll be buying it. So uh, thank you so much, Sudhir. And uh, I want you to stay safe and let's uh, connect more and uh, help each other more.
1: All right. No, thank all you really. so much. Appreciate you having me. Uh, it's been great. I hope um, all your network found it of use. You know where I am. Yeah. And please do share the guide and I'll speak to you soon. Uh, take care. Bye bye. Thank you.
0: All right, so that was Sudhir Kumar, Marketing Director, Origin Growth, right? So the thing is, you know, social selling uh, is tossed around a lot in organizations, right? We all talk about it, let's kick off social selling program, but it never happens in the right way because we run out of patience very soon. We want leads, interest, just like that. It doesn't happen, right? Unless and until you understand your audience, unless and until you're empathetic with them, unless and until you cater to their needs after understanding that you're not going to survive in the long term. So social setting is one of those uh, tactics and methodologies which every organization should look into. Thanks for listening in. For more such exciting episodes, please follow the Thrifty Marketer podcast. See you soon.